And I said to you, hi, my name's Carl, and I'm a vicar in St. Mary's Slapham and St. Mark's Saplefield. If you didn't know me at all, you would have to take my word for that. If you're visiting church today uh, and you've never met me before, you're taking my word for the fact that I am Carl, I am the vicar of this church, and not just some imposter standing up. Incidentally, it's actually illegal to impose a vicar, so uh, I wouldn't do that. Um, But if you wanted proof that I was exactly who I said it was, there's a couple of things you'd need. First of all, you might need my driving license. That proves exactly, without a shadow of doubt, that I am Carl Smith. It's hard to forge these kind of things. This is a genuine thing. Uh, If you wanted to prove that I was a vicar, uh, you could get my Diocese of Chichester uh, badge, which I use to get into Church House in Hove. It has my picture on it uh, and says that I'm a vicar. If you want to prove that I'm a a vicar here, then uh, as I carry around in my pocket, if you bump into me in the street, I have uh, my certificate that was given to me when I was licensed here by the bishop uh, to prove that I'm the vicar of of St. Mary's and St. Mark's. The resurrection proves to us that Jesus is exactly who he said he was. You see, when Jesus was on earth, he said that he was the son of God. And as C.S. Lewis said, he was either completely mad and deluded, a complete liar, or he was telling the truth. And he can be nothing in between. It's an insult to say that he's anything in between. Jesus declared that he was the son of God. And the things that he did when he was on earth, the things that he taught, the things that he said, the things that he did, the miracles he performed, everything he did was pointing to that fact that he was the son of God and he had come that we may know the father, the father God in heaven, our perfect father. That's what Jesus came for. And he declared that he was the son of God. And there were many things that proved that fact, many things that pointed to that fact. The fact that he fulfilled uh, hundreds of prophecies that were said hundreds of years before that nobody else could possibly do. Jesus was showing that he was the Son of God in everything he did. And the resurrection, beyond any doubt, proves to us that Jesus is the Son of God because the resurrection was a miracle. And the sheer definition of a miracle is something that only God can do. Only God could pull off a stunt like a resurrection. Only God could bring people back from the dead. So the resurrection proves without a shadow of doubt that Jesus is who he says he is when he says, I am the Son of God. And there are people who look at it fairly cynically and say, well, it was a hoax. It was all a big trick by the disciples and all those kind of things. Well, I, don't, I personally don't buy that because why would anyone die for something they knew was a hoax? All of the disciples went on to die for the fact that they believed that Jesus was risen from the dead. The very thing that's at the centre of the Christian faith is faith and trust in the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. Nobody, sure, yeah, you haven't been able to prove it necessarily, but equally nobody's been able to disprove it either. And everybody who has seriously tried has ended up coming to faith. And often with these words, it takes more faith to believe that the resurrection didn't happen than to believe it did. You see, the resurrection shows that Jesus is exactly who he says he is. The second thing it shows us is just how much he loves us. And I need some help for this. I need uh, three volunteers. <laughs> okay. Adelia, Toby, and... Yeah, come on, come on then. Come on. Good. Right, okay. Now, I'm going to need to move this out of the way for a little bit. Now, uh, you can be God. Is that okay? Yay. Okay, so here's God. Now, you uh, are going to be a barrier. Okay, so I need you to stand here. Okay, and your job is to stop Toby from getting to God. Okay? 
and Toby represents us. Okay, now we know that on Good Friday, uh, Jesus, we remember that Jesus died on a cross to remove the barrier that was between us and God. Now this barrier represents our sin, all the wrong things that we've done in our lives. We all mess up, we all make mistakes, none of us here is perfect. If anyone here is claiming to be perfect, I'm afraid they've lied to you. Uh, there is no such thing as a perfect person, apart from Jesus, obviously, we'll come to that. Okay, and... The trouble is that this, this bad stuff in our lives, these things that we do wrong, separates us from God. Because God is absolutely perfect. Is absolutely holy. Is absolutely... Hank, what do you do? Is absolutely perfect. And the thing is, God doesn't like sin. In fact, actually, God really hates sin. And so he can't really allow it anywhere near him because it would just tarnish who he is. And so this barrier of sin stops us from getting to God. We just can't get to God because of that barrier. Now what Jesus did on Friday, on Good Friday, we remember that Jesus came and he lived the life that we told him, we we just talked about, doing amazing things. And then when he died on the cross, the instant that he died on the cross, he removed that barrier completely because he took the punishment that we deserve so that we no longer are held back from God. We can have relationship with God. Okay, the barrier is gone. If we turn to Jesus and acknowledge who he is as the son of God that the resurrection proves and we choose to have life with him, that barrier is gone. We can have a relationship with God to a point. We can only have a relationship with God to a point because one of the symptoms of that sin, one of the things that was a result of that sin uh, was unfortunately death. God didn't intend for his people uh, to die, uh, but we became bound by that death. So, okay, we can have a relationship with God to a point. But God stands outside of time. God is eternal. God is forever. God has always been and God will always be. So the trouble is that when we die and God stands outside of time, we can only get close to God, off you go, Topes, to a certain point. We can't get beyond that point of death to God. Except for the resurrection of Jesus. Because at the resurrection of Jesus, at the resurrection of Jesus, that barrier is also removed so that we can have life with God for all eternity. That we can have life with God forever because it said, it prophesied in, in Isaiah chapter 25, I will swallow up death. I will defeat death. So that even that won't hold you back from me. That shows that there is a God who loves you so much. He was willing to die for you and then smash death so that you can have life with him for all eternity if we choose to follow Jesus. That's an amazing gift, isn't it? An incredible God. What a loving Heavenly Father we have. And what the resurrection shows us is just how much he loves us. You guys can take a seat. Thank you. You see, the resurrection shows what God came for. Now, we all try, all of us try to be better people, and my guarantee is that all of us fail. Being a Christian isn't about living Christian principles and morals and all of those things. It's about being in relationship with that God who loves you so much that he sent his son to the world for you, that he died for you, that he rose again from the dead for you. You see, Jesus didn't come to make bad people better. He came to make dead people alive. We were dead in our sins, in our transgressions, and he didn't come just to make us better people. He came to give us life and life in all its fullness. And today, every single person has a choice in this room, do I want that life? 
You see, we'll have to give up something of ourselves in order to have that life. There'll be an element of surrender, but what you lose will be nothing compared to what you gain by the Jesus who rose from the dead and you can have life with forever. And why would you not want that? Why would you sit here this morning and not want that life? It's incredible. It doesn't make life perfect. It doesn't mean everything becomes all rosy and everything just becomes perfect. But it means that you become the son or daughter of God you were always intended to be. If there is any question in your mind about your identity today, who you are, what your purpose is, what you're on this planet for, what you're created for, the answer is found in the resurrection. You were made to have relationship with God. From the youngest to the oldest, that's what you were created for. And God sent his son into the world to make that relationship possible. He rose from the dead to make that relationship possible for all of eternity so that we can have life in all its fullness now and forever if we choose life with him today. Today, if you hadn't noticed, was April Fool's Day. Uh, One of my friends on Facebook who's uh, a vicar, he actually married Linz and I, uh, he's, uh, he was our university chaplain at the time, posted this morning that he's just been appointed bishop of somewhere. Um, I saw through that instantly because I know him well. Uh, some people didn't, they took it very seriously. Today is April Fool's Day and also Easter Sunday. It's very rare that these two things coincide. You have a choice. Believe that the resurrection is a hoax made up by a bunch of deluded people or believe that it really happened. That Jesus really is the Son of God. That God really does love you so much that he sent his Son into the world for you and he rose from the dead, defeating sin and death so that you can have life with him forever. And if you conclude that that's the fact, what, if anything, is holding you back from saying yes to Jesus today? Childlike faith. Jesus says, come to me, let the children come to me, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Just the sheer joy and delight in the kids around us this morning. The fact they're not listening to a word that I'm saying. I don't really care. (laughs) Because I know that Jesus loves them. And they can receive that love and you can receive that love. Because the wonderful thing about the Easter story and about death and life and resurrection and everything that it says is that it's not bound by anything. Not bound by age. Not bound by where you come from, not bound by your gender, your background, who you are, what you've done, how bad you've been even, because Jesus has done it all. He has done it all for you because he loves you. What an amazing God we have. And so, in the words of Ren Collective, (laughs) this is my resurrection day. Nothing's going to hold me in the grave. This is my resurrection day nothing's going to hold me down. Say goodbye to my yesterdays. Ever since I met you, I've been changed. This is my resurrection day. Nothing's going to hold me down. Could today be your resurrection day too? Let nothing hold you down because Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. You weren't ready for that one. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah.
We're going to uh, share in communion this morning, which is a great opportunity to remember all that Jesus has done for us. Uh, When we have communion, we don't just remember uh, the Last Supper. We don't just remember the death of Jesus. We also remember the resurrection of Jesus, that we have life eternal uh, for all who come. And that every time we eat this bread and drink this cup, we're doing it right up until he comes again, which he's promised uh, he will do.